Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I am joined by an absolute legend in his field, uh, racing legend Mario Andretti. How's it going, Mario? Wonderful, wonderful. Great, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so the first question that people wanted me to ask you when they knew that I was going to talk to you is, what are you up to these days? I know you have a few business ventures that you're into. Well, that's part of it. I mean, uh, I have uh, quite a bit on my plate. Uh, do a lot of travel, you know, for different reasons. Uh, it's all uh, basically business. And, um, and again, as you say, I have uh, some, uh, uh, you know, personal business ventures, but also I have uh, uh, obligations, different contracts with uh, different companies uh, that uh, I fulfill, uh, uh, appearances and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, just uh, last few weeks, uh, being on the road pretty much every day, I come home one day, change. And, go back and then you're back the on the road the next day, yeah. So I have. <laughs> Quite a bit of travel before, even before Christmas, some international travel as well. So, do you like so um, do, you, do you like staying busy and and doing all, all this traveling? Yeah, this is by choice. Yes, uh, indeed. And uh, I uh, uh, even after uh, you know I lost my wife uh, a, over a year ago, and and uh, you know uh, because of that, I am even taking on you know more things that come along. Uh, before yeah. I used to try to cut back a little bit to spend, you know, more time with her because, you know, she's been pacing all of our lives together, you know, with all of my commitments in racing. And, uh, but now, you know, between the races themselves, because, uh, uh, I make, you know, I go to, um, most of the IndyCar races, uh, a couple of formula one races as well. So, um, you know, I have, uh, uh, obligations and things that uh, business, uh, you know, obligations in uh, different corners. In sure, different sure. So, uh, Mario, I do kind of have uh, maybe a little bit of a connection to you, sir. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, Andy Granatelli, uh, right? So uh, he, he's a guy who used to uh, sponsor and do the, uh, the STP oil. But of course, I, yeah. I'm very close to the family, yeah, of course. Uh, my uncle Sam used to uh, go visit Andy here in Kansas City when he lived here before he became Andy, Andy Granatelli with, uh, with the STP. He used to uh, help him out financially, and um, they just uh, re remained close friends. And uh, Vince you wanted to date one of my uh, mom's aunts as well here in Kansas City, but she, she passed on the opportunity. So uh, that's kind of my, my connection, per se. Your connection with that, yeah. Yeah, well, again, my connection goes way back, uh, you know, with Andy and the family, and uh, we still stay in touch, uh, you know, with Vince Anthony and, uh, of course, Dolly, you know. And um, so I just uh, recently, I, I got to see them, you know, they uh, they come to some of the events, uh, like some of the Italian-American events. Uh, I was just uh, honored in Chicago last weekend and uh, at the um, uh, Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame and all that. So, sure. Uh, and so, and they were, you know, Vince Granatelli was there. They have, uh, they had donated uh, <clears throat> uh, one of the uh, Indy cars, the 1970 in McNamara, to the museum. So it was in display and so extremely well taken care of. It looks like uh, ready to race. So it was uh, quite nice. They're very proud people. So, do you miss uh, being behind the, a, a race car these days? 
Well, of course. I mean, uh, but uh, I believe me, I, uh, <laughs> I've had uh, every opportunity. I had my days, my years, uh, and my decades, you know, behind uh, the wheel of a race car. And uh, I look back uh, at every moment with fondness, uh, obviously, and, uh, and also appreciation uh, for uh, all the, you know, the fact that uh, I was able to have a long career and retire on my own terms and still go for it. Um, I'm enjoying, um, you know, driving a two-seater IndyCar as well, which, uh, you know, it's um, about 80% of the real ride, which uh, I'm able to uh, give some fans and, and celebrities uh, a feel to what it's all about. You know, in our sport, I think it's the best way to showcase our sport. Absolutely. And, uh, sure. and that in itself, I think, is good for me. I'm getting a kick out of it. I have a very fast one, and uh, <laughs> but they gave me a very fast one. And um, and and I'm um, enjoying that tremendously. Now, these racers, they go at pretty high amounts of speed. And um, um, so... I'm trying to figure out uh, the way to, to ask you this. Um, do you consider yourself maybe blessed that you're uh, living still, that uh, nothing nothing happened to you on, on the racetrack? Well, of course. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I've uh, my career started uh, in 1959, and I uh, went through all the decades of the 60s, 70s, uh, where uh, the sport did not enjoy the safety uh, aspects of it. That, that we have today uh, was a, a slow progress in that direction. Uh, but um, again, you know, we, you know, I lost some of my, my closest friends in the sport, and somehow I was spared. And I know that, and, um, you know, it's uh, the reality is that uh, you know my twin brother, you know, yeah, that, uh, yeah. Uh, his career was cut short, you know, because of injuries, and my younger son as well, and. So I know that uh, you know the reality is there, and um, and I was somehow I just dodged the bullets, and uh, so it was somewhere that was uh, planned for me. I don't know. Uh, I certainly didn't do it myself. You know, I had to have some help in that respect. And uh, but again, um, you know, looking back at the amount of races that uh, I've raced, I've raced uh, you know over 900 races in my career. You know, and uh, and, and again, you know, I only missed two races because of injuries. So uh, I've been fortunate, or what? I'm sure you've probably had uh, your more than fair share of, of close calls, though. I've had close calls, no question. Something, you know, close calls that could have meant uh, easily the end, just by by a fraction, one way or another. Uh, again, I don't know why, but <clears throat> somehow, you know, I, I've been spared and. Uh, and again, uh, I don't know how you quantify those things, uh, yeah. Because there's so many young, prospective champions, you know, where you know where careers were cut short, lives were cut short, and uh, and again, but that was uh, the cruelty of our sport. You know, as rewarding as a sport uh, can be, it also can be very cruel. We know that. Obviously, those are the challenges that uh, we're willing to face. Um, yeah, be part of it. So. That's what that's what it is. Now, after driving for so long a, behind the race car at very high amounts of speed, um, <laughs> are you able to uh, drive a a normal car at a regular amount of speed, or do you kind of sometimes still kind of get the the need for for speed uh, behind a, a normal car? 
Well, no, you don't relate the two at all. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's a totally different situation. And uh, you know, I'm on the road. I'm on the road when I'm in traffic and so on and so forth. I'm as frustrated. As <laughs> so just um, and uh, and some of the things that um, you know, my pet peeves are, you know, people that uh, just don't pay attention. You know, they they sit there on the pass you on the left lane and oblivious of everything that's going around them and forcing people to pass on the right and all that. I mean, the, uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, there's so much of that, um, uh, road, uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> the right way to do things is so lacking, you know, that, uh, that sometimes it just makes me mad actually. <laughs> So uh, you say that you uh, had mentioned that you started in, in the '60s. Do you like how NASCAR and racing has progressed over time ever since then? Well, you know, not just NASCAR. You know, all of the uh, uh, disciplines have progressed. You know, technology has progressed. I mean, just look at the car you're driving today. You know, versus the cars of the '60s, for instance. Uh, you know, so everything has been a general evolution. Uh, the sport has gotten more and more sophisticated and uh, more interesting, and and because of that, because of the <clears throat> the tools that the drivers have at their disposal, you know, it's um, it's you know, it's gotten faster. But, yeah. Um, you know, the fastest, uh, uh, really, the fastest uh, uh, decades uh, before the sport became more governed were the decades of uh, the late 80s and early 90s. You know, that's when we set it, you know, most of the records, uh, most of the disciplines. Uh, there's a statistic that goes, I think that the Indy 500 is watched by more people than, say, the Super Bowl, which is pretty astounding. I mean, you guys have some pretty devoted fans to the to the uh, sport. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's such a, a strong tradition with Indianapolis. Uh, uh, you know, whereby, um, you know, it's been existing over a hundred years and, uh, and it's continuously except for a couple of years during the war, but, uh, second world war, but, uh, nevertheless, um, you know, it's, uh, the strong tradition, uh, has been, you know, kept up and, and the buzz, the, the interest is, is, uh, is as strong as ever, you know, that, um, absolutely. Um, yeah, no question about it. I think uh, a lot of people from the outside that have never attended it, you know, they've been to, uh, you know, the Super Bowls and other, uh, you know, great events. Uh, they just have an eye opener, you know, when they come there. And, um, and that's beautiful to see because, uh, again, you know, it's, um, it is the greatest spectacle in racing for sure. Absolutely. So when you, um, when you heard that your kids and family wanted to get into racing, uh, was there a sense of like, uh, oh no, <laughs> and you, um, like, uh, did you try to discourage it? And if so, when you watched them, I mean, were you like kind of uh, on the edge of your seat per se, hoping that nothing would, would happen to them as well? Well, you know, this is something that uh, the kids were actually born in this environment and exposed to it. And, um, and of course, uh, you know, there was uh, almost uh, a given that they, uh, at least my two boys, were going to give it a try. Um, my daughter Barbie, I mean, she uh, she got into uh, you know into uh, the equestrian competition, you know, uh, and um, you know just 
to feel that I can she could bring home uh, some trophies as well, you know. But uh, my uh, my two boys they both uh, got a taste of it, you know. But I started them at nine years of age, you know, in a, in a go kart, and I said, well, see if you like it, and uh, and they both took to it immediately, and then I tried to make it as clear as, as I could that uh, they don't have to pursue this um, because. Uh, you know, they don't have to think that that's what I want them to do. Um, just uh, pursue it if you think that's what you want to do, want to cultivate. And if you want to do that, obviously, I'll help you whichever direction you want to go. I think, uh, I hope I made that clear to them. And uh, and going back to the concern, of course, there's concerns. Yes. Uh, the concerns are always when you have one of your own, especially about the safety. I mean, I've been on the racetrack, uh, you know, with uh, uh, my boys together at the same time, and uh, and we've uh, obviously even rubbed wheels together. You know, <laughs> so, and I used to drive my wife a little bit, you know, crazy, but uh, uh, we're all competitive, and uh, we enjoyed uh, every minute of it, and uh, those moments uh, will always be precious. But um, it is a double-edged sword, as you say. You know, it's just... Uh, uh, the, the, the element of danger is always there, lurking, and uh, <clears throat> and, it, and it's very real. So uh, that's a natural concern you have, regardless. Absolutely, uh, especially me knowing, you know, knowing what they're facing. Um, it's been most difficult for me to be on the sideline that even when we were on the track together, for some reason we were on the racetrack together. I felt that, I don't know, uh, you know, subconsciously you felt that you had some control over it, where you're on the sideline, you don't. So uh, I'm, I'm the proverbial uh, nervous Nelly on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> and so you had mentioned that you had uh, rubbed wheels together uh, with some of your family. I remember in 1992, there was, I think, four of you guys all in one race. Yeah, in Indianapolis, actually, yeah, in 91 and 92. Uh, it's the only time ever that uh, four members of the same family have raced at Indianapolis and have qualified for it. That's amazing. I'm proud of that, of course. You know, That's amazing. No question. I mean, you, when you look back, there's so many instances in the sport as a family that uh, we look back, uh, which are treasures. I mean, uh, uh, you know that um, in Indy cars, uh, Michael, son Michael and myself, have been on podium 15 times together and we were wow. first and second five times and we started on the front row of a race indycar race 10 times wow. together and uh and then um you know looking back uh i'm gonna brag a little bit too because uh in 1986 the pocono 500 it was also a supporting race um, but, you know, young, younger drivers uh, and my younger son, Jeff, was in that race and he was on pole for that and he won that race. And Michael uh, was on pole for the 500 and I won the 500. Um, mm -hmm. And so between the three of us, we cleaned house. Yeah, sounds like it. A lot of people just didn't even notice that. We did, of course, you know. And uh, I think it was a uh, 93 at uh, Milwaukee. Um, Michael won the race. My nephew, John, was second. I was third. So I was an all ready podium. <laughs> you know, so when we look back, uh, you know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, do we uh, look back at those 
moments uh, with great appreciation and fondness. Are you kidding? You know, it's just uh, it's just amazing. I never planned that, but it uh, uh, racing has been wonderful to us for sure. Overall. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, does Marco still uh, race? Does he do racing still? Yeah, yeah, Marco, my grandson. Yeah, of course. You know, he's the third generation. You know, and uh, Michael uh, obviously is Michael himself is uh he's he's a prominent uh, uh team owner he um you know is a team owner they won indianapolis five times including the hundredth running of the race and uh he fields a, next year he will be fielding five cars mm. in the indycar series he's wow. been fielding at least four cars you know as long as he's been an owner so uh yeah i'm very proud of his efforts and he's uh he has teams in Europe, he, he's, uh, he fields uh, cars in the Indy Lights, uh, in the uh, uh, Rally Cross. Uh, he fields cars in the Formula E in Europe, and you know that that series. He, uh, he also has a team in Australia, the supercars. So mm. uh, you know he's uh, he's uh -huh. very uh, motivated, very ambitious, you know, in the sport. So. Um, yeah, I'm very proud of what Michael is doing, has been doing as, as an owner as well. I think that for however long, well, I think racing will always be around, but I think uh, also wherever racing goes, I think the, the Andretti name will, will also follow and, and be with it. Um, since you uh, guys have left quite quite the legacy and, and the mark on it that uh, I don't think anybody can uh, or any family can, can repeat. Well, again, you know, there's a lot of pride goes into it. We just love what we're doing, you know, and uh, what it has meant for, for us, what it has provided for us. Um, uh, you know, there's no question that uh, it goes around. And, and, and it's not only on, on my side of the family, it's also my twin brother, Aldo's side of the family. Overall, there's, there are four drivers on each side. There's eight of us that have been in the sport. And, uh, and the three three uh, third generation second generation uh or no third generation drivers i got one on my side and uh and two on aldo's side which is jared andretti and uh, adam andretti you know sure and, uh, and so there's uh, quite a few of us around <laughs> spread absolutely around. you can see that um you know that's a sport that we absolutely love so let me ask you mario uh if you could do this all over again um would you uh, do it the exact same way, maybe not the exact same way, but kind of like it? Or is there a part of you that wishes maybe you would have pursued uh, so something else or uh, something like that? No, I mean, uh, there's no question that uh, I never had a plan B besides, uh, you know, in my entire life uh, when, you know, when I was trying to plan for the future, my goals were always obviously to try to, to be a race driver, to be the best I could be. And then uh, my goals were always very ambitious. Um, and, uh, and quite honestly, um, the only thing that I would do different, I would minimize the mistakes that I made. <laughs> you, know, I just, sure. you know, with the experience with what I know, I wish I could do it all over again and then know what I know today. <laughs> you know, sure. A lot of things would be better. But uh, other than that, you know, I just I look back and um, you know I just count my blessings. You know, for what has happened to me and uh, the opportunities that I had all along, and uh, and again the ultimate satisfaction that I that I derive from the sport. I um, uh, I won more races than I deserve. 
and uh, and I accomplished uh, you know the different championships and in, in different categories. Uh, you know, uh, I again it just uh, it's beyond what I could have ever hoped for. So what else would I want? Just, Absolutely, uh, sure. You know. So uh, one. So one one final question for you here, Mario, and you've been so generous with your time, and I absolutely do uh, appreciate it, sir. And um, what advice would you uh, give to uh, future wannabe race car drivers if they want to go go that route? I always say it's very simple. I mean, uh, there's no magic wand. There's uh, no formula, you know, for in particular. The only thing I say, follow your dreams. If you really, really have the passion, the burning desire to pursue this, you'll find a way. And uh, you know, it's uh, and and that varies with different people, different uh, opportunity. You know that you may have where you are, where you live, and all of that. But uh, um, again, I know that uh, there are potential roadblocks that I had along the way where it seemed like uh, most of the time the impossible dream. But again. Um, I never thought, I never felt, you know, I never really even put it a plan B in place just in case. No, I just, uh, I believed in, in what I loved, what I wanted. And that uh, was just, uh, I worked toward it and, and I was able to, you know, to accomplish it. So all I say strongly, follow your dreams. There you go. That's that's solid advice right there. Well, Mario, thank you so much for your time. God bless you, sir, and uh, good luck on on uh, everything you have going on, sir. Hey, and and hey, thank you again so much for doing this. Appreciate it. My pleasure. All right.